welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And we are still in quarantine because LA is, well, a lot of places are shut down, but mm-hmm. LA is also, also, I wouldn't say mostly. The point is, we haven't really ever recorded with each other. I think we got to do it like once or twice and then God said no. So maybe we were never meant. <laughs> maybe this podcast yes. was always meant to be a distance thing. Yeah, star-crossed podcasters, but still We're in Los Angeles. We're star-crossed podcasters, but like, mm-hmm. yes, in different different sections of LA. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. Um, I've been stuck inside the lighthouse style with <laughs> with my fiance Taylor Shepard for mm-hmm. like how long? How long have we been been on this rock, Taylor? Four weeks, two days. Four weeks too long. <laughs> and uh i've got my uh my my alcohol my mm-hmm. mermaid my light damn ye the mermaids are <laughs> no I, if i said the mermaids are my two cats that's horrible well, yeah, you're oh, bad Peta would be calling pussy. me yeah. Yeah. no the, our cats are the birds they really yeah. are the, oh no I, I, i'm about to swing bug around like bug around <laughs> like a goddamn like a goddamn crow <laughs> Yeah, or uh, like um the like cat in um, gosh, uh, Idle Hands. Oh my God, just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so Taylor Shepard's here. Hello, everyone. Yeah. She hasn't been here. She hasn't been here since I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she, I am home for Christmas. And, I'm going to be. And, Coronavirus isn't going to stop me. Well, that's a you're that's a long shot away. I know, but I'm just We're, calling it right now. Okay. If, even if I have to be in a, uh, I have to get in a. A strange van with someone, and then become Santa Claus. And oh, you're then... talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'm, I'm with just you. saying if I if that's the way I have to get home, I will. But wouldn't I be with mm-hmm. you? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> if this is the lighthouse, then I've already killed you. You're gonna wait. But first of all, you're Defoe because of the farts. <laughs> so I'd be exploding your head like a like a pumpkin. With oh, so a, I guess I'd be dead, with, and you you an would be doing the I'll be home for Christmas. Well, you heard it here first. Like, if I could disappear, well, people. And like Does that make me Eddie? Yeah, I guess so. You're Eddie! <laughs> You're that total dude, bro. Which no, means I'm we're going to see your, cool. your cut washboard abs, Katie. Nice. No, she's Allison. Cool. True uh. that. <laughs> and well, you Luke's trying to get to you. Speaking of <laughs> Christmas releases. Oh, God, I love seg- oh, what a segue. Um, Cats was released Christmas Christmas mm-hmm. Day to, to compete with uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I read that it was aiming for the female audience to try and combat the, the f- feline, the feline audience, right? The <clears throat> feline audience uh, for uh, the, I don't know, and you know, uh, Katie, why cats? Like, what is so topical of us? I feel like this is the most like recent thing we've ever done on this show because it only came out fr- from this time where we're sitting right now in mid-april or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. cats only came out like four months ago uh so why the why the haste well it cats quickly has become almost kind of a rocky horror um kind of picture in the sense that it's already becoming a cult classic like it hit the theaters there was this massive reaction to it it totally tanked and then everybody that liked it saw it over and over and over again. And now the newer theater, at least back when I was able to go outside, they were already doing a midnight showing of Cats. So clearly there's something to this movie. And there are a group of people who see it and love it unconditionally. And I saw this one with my mom. And uh, right 
By the way, right when the trailers for this came out, and everybody was kind of like, I don't know about cats, my thought with it was, oh, that's cats. Like, it didn't surprise me at all that that's what it looked like. It was like, okay, the Android Lloyd Webber musical is really weird. And if you're going to make it with the technology that we have now, of course it looks like that. So I was completely unsurprised by it. So I have been un... you know... Like, I, it, it doesn't bother me, like, the Uncanny Valley aspect of it. And I saw it with my mom, and we both unironically thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, we we got out of the theater, and my mom was like, I thought we were going to go see one of your Pixar films. Like, she thought oh, that it was going to be like, a, yeah, it was going to be like an animated movie. And, I think and, that would have been way better. I said that <laughs> while watching it. I honestly was like, that should have been the move. Okay, but, okay, so there's this video essay that I think you might enjoy called Why is Cats? And it's by Lindsay Ellis, and she breaks down the the history of Cats and how it came together. And as it turns out, T.S. Eliot, who wrote the original book that Cats is based on, like he was turning down animated proposals before Cats the musical happened, because that kind of went against what he was interested in. So then Andrew Lloyd Webber came along and talked to Andrew talked to T.S. Eliot's widow. And he was like, I want to do Cats, but like hot gossip. And my understanding of hot gossip from the short clip that's in the video essay is that it's a very, very gay disco group. And he presented that to T.S. Eliot's widow. And she, who also was turning down animation offers, said, oh, I think my husband would have liked that. So that's why Cats the Musical happened. Yeah, it was because the widow was like, no, he'd want it more like this weird sexy disco thing than a nice animated feature which is bonkers to me because i'm pretty sure that the book of poems that this is all based on was for kids totally and i i I did i ended up digging in and being like what is this shit Mm -hmm. Uh, because i well actually i googled what is uh, i googled the word jellical like 30 seconds 30 seconds in and i was like what the hell and they're like oh it was coined in the tsla poem and i go oh okay it's cool that this Mm -hmm. is based on on something that's kind of neat um, my thing is, I want to, uh, let me go back to like the very beginning and work my way through what you were saying. So with mm-hmm. regarding the trailer, when everybody freaked out about that, like around Comic-Con time, like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe probably last summer, uh, I thought it was an overreaction. I was like, mm-hmm. give me a break. It's not that big of a deal. Like who cares? Like, I honestly thought it looked like dollar signs to me. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh hell yeah. And like working at a movie theater, I felt like that was going to be killer release like i was like a christmas time musical it's the guy that directed the lay Miz movie like everything mm-hmm. the choreography is by right. the the person who made who did hamilton right really like, so uh, no, yes that, the, uh, uh, that's a further discussion but i will say it's like the person who, who the people who are in a room together were people who were told what the like theater goers like but actually mm-hmm. had no clue like, it felt like someone was like, what do theater people like? And then they took from, like, each pile and then put it all together and try to make this a delicious milkshake and just made <laughs> soupy, gooey grossness. Did you see all oh, the flavors of milk it. they served at the, at, the, at the diner-esque restaurant near the Egyptian? There was, like, strawberry and chocolate. I was reading a lot of the background. Mm-hmm. Um, the milk bar? The milk bar. Oh, it sounded good. I'd go there. Um, but... I, I didn't really understand the backlash. Like, it's the trailer. I was like, whatever. This is an overreaction. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. This is kind of, like, horrifying. <laughs> and I still, like, I remember working at the theater, and I had, like, actual children. Like, uh, parents had to ask me, like, 
is is the cat's trailer playing in front of uh so and so fill in the fill in the thing and i had to like be like yeah or no and because like some kids were legitimately like afraid would burst into tears i had kids walking to my lobby weeping because the cat's oh trailer God. horrified them i i'm not even like exaggerating this has happened um and so i was like oh my god like I guess it is a little strange, like, the size dis- disparity of, like, the cats versus the sets kind of trips me out. Like, that mm-hmm. whole aspect of it. Um, I don't know. But it, it made some kids in Rogers Park, Illinois, in Chicago, very uh, very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and then also I watched it, and I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> like, I was Yay. like, this is, a, this, is, <laughs> this is a living nightmare. Um this I feel like I, I was like trying to break down the plot to Taylor. I was like, so okay, so I understand. It's all about so I was like, why was that cat in a bag? And then I was like, well, I said this to myself in my head. I never said it out loud. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this cat in the bag? And it starts this way. And then I was like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. I'm like, this thing rocks. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like watching. I was like, okay, okay. So she's the new cat in town, and they're all preparing for the big the big talent show. Mm-hmm. You called um, it a dance. A no, dance. First, he called it a dance party. A dance. He party. was like, "Oh, okay, so they're gonna be there's gonna be dancing, and whoever's the best dancer will win." And then he's like, and she's like, "A new girl in town." But then and we had the magician cat, and it turned into a talent yes, show. That's when he w- realized it was a talent show, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, then it's like he's like, "Okay, so you got to introduce all of the cats to everyone," mm-hmm. and I just I was laughing the whole time because I'm like. I saw the first time I saw this movie was um, when, or not movie. First time I saw the musical was yeah. I, you have actual background. Yeah, so like, this please, is actually in, like, it's I, really funny. I'm like, what is this? Because I know the backlash. The backlash isn't. I think one, it's for scaring children, but two, mm-hmm. it's for everyone who ever saw that musical and loves the costumes from that musical. Saw that and said, "Hell no." All of my friends who are all theater people were going nuts. They were like, this is horrible. So I was like, I was ready for that. And so last night when I was watching it, it made me laugh because I'm like, one, I I now, when I first watched it when I was a kid, I fell asleep in the second act. Mm -hmm. I stayed up for the second act. And... It's, Granted, late at night with with some beverages ingested. Yeah, the too, beverages. So I'm very proud of I you. think the beverages helped actually a lot um, because it's just goony. And anyone <laughs> who's watched, I, I would love to know someone who's watched Cats the musical and never thought this was weird. Like it just made Cats weirder. And by and, and then I was like, I think that's a win. I think I think that this movie is a win because it's like. Cats was weird in the first place, you goons. Jellicles cats and Jellicles do. It's like, it's the same thing. Jellicles cans and Jellicle do, they say it over and over again. You thought that that was revolutionary? I'm sorry, I have a, I just, I'm like, I understand the cats is very sacred in the theater world, but I'm also like, you can't sit there and tell me that McCavity, McCavity is not, a funny thing. Well, you should talk to my mom because she actually did see Cats back in the 80s. And uh, she was explaining it to me after when we went to see this movie. She really enjoyed seeing it on the stage. And then she really enjoyed seeing this movie with me. She's not like a diehard Cats fan, but she enjoy- she has enjoyed both of them. 
I will say the songs all rock and like mm-hmm. there's no doubt like they're definitely dope all the performances I definitely like dig for the most part it's not like it's not on the cast it's not on the awesome music but like sitting at, like from the armchair it's like okay that movie cost 90 million dollars to make mm-hmm. when you could have just done the cat suits from Broadway or any other musical. Or if you're going to pay $90 million, fucking make this an animated flick. Fuck it. Go all the mm-hmm. way. It, any like, other musical would have made more sense, though. That's what's crazy. Okay, you put you picked Les Mis, a classic. And mm-hmm. then I understand Cats is a classic, but in God's name, you could do anything. You could have mm-hmm. done Wicked. And maybe I'm crazy and maybe the rights were a lot harder, but I'm like, I don't think that that's the case. It, I think that someone someone got in a room and said, you know what people really like? Cats. Just cats. And then they're like, oh my God, did you know that there's a musical called Cats? And then they went, oh my God, people have been loving the musical thing that we've got going on. And so then they're like, let's take the choreographer from Hamilton and we will mm-hmm. then get everyone who ever heard the name Hamilton, people will come to see this movie. And, and, and then they're like, you know what? You know who loves cats? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift loves cats. I bet sure Taylor does. Swift would do this. And it's like, I feel bad for the person who pitched this because it should be, it should have been a winner. It should mm-hmm. have been a winner. On paper, it really plays great to me. Like, it, it I, I really did think it was going to score big. Like, mm-hmm. families love, families um, really do treat, uh, a lot of families treat Christmas Day as a movie theater day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really good place to get people together, and that's why theaters are guaranteed open like every every Christmas. Um, so it seemed like it'd be fine, but then you have the ninety million dollar budget. You only make back mm-hmm. sixty. You have to du- assume assume du- double that budget for uh, advertising, and then they had a lot of issues uh, with the CGI because so many because mm-hmm. I, I, from what I understand, the director. Um, uh, didn't use the the points or whatever, like the dots. He wouldn't dot people's faces, um, or and like he also wouldn't play back songs on set or something. So I, I heard it just made well, he editing. Well, wanted it to be live, like Les Mis. Kind of, exactly, exactly. So I think it just made editing and also animating it a living fucking nightmare. And also, mm-hmm. Katie, are you aware of the butthole cut of cats? I have heard of the butthole cut. Um, is there a butthole cut, or is that like a rumor? I thought that I'm was just unaware. a fun thing people said. I'm unaware. I think that so. From what I'm, I can we can surmise that a butthole cut of cats exists somewhere. And what I mean by that is, the story kicking around the internet was that so cats with their tails up, you always see your cats' buttholes. I have two cats. Mm-hmm. They're awesome dudes, but I always see their buttholes. Um, <laughs> and their buttholes have touched everything. That's the everything, other and, and that's the other thing. So it's like you obviously are going to see cats' buttholes. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I guess. The, the word on the street is that they animated it with the cat's buttholes and then tested it and then had to go back and unanimate the buttholes on the cats. <laughs> That's if I so have that, funny. If I, have, if I have that correct. So on somebody's laptop, probably near <laughs> us here, in, near in L.A., Katie, like probably yeah. within within a drivable distance of us, there is a, a laptop a with cut. a butthole cut of cats. So mm-hmm. put that on our bucket list, our butthole list of Bad Movie Brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, release hashtag release the butthole cut. Do you what do you think we'll get first? The Snyder cut of Justice League or the butthole cut of cats? Dude, I don't know because like I feel like they're never gonna give us the Snyder cut. Like I feel like that's on lockdown forever. But because of because people care much less about cats, at least in terms of the movie, I feel like it's more likely to get the butthole cut. Well yes. at least we're gonna get Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude, fuck this. Are we ever going to get new mutants? That movie's like that movie's like older than like older than like some fucking dinosaur. Yeah, thanks babe. Mm-hmm. That movie's older than dinosaurs. Yeah, thank you, babe. I'll, we'll edit around. Okay. <laughs> dinosaurs. Oh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Um, Jellicles do Jellicles well, cats and Jellicles do. Luke thought I said Jellicles. What is it? I kept telling Taylor that she was my Jellicle choice. Uh, <laughs> for her to get Which, reborn, but that means that she I, has to go up in a balloon and die. Here's the thing. She really killed that performance. Jennifer Hudson thought she was going to be getting the Anne Hathaway treatment. She, she did a thought job. she thought she was going to this was going to be like lame is. She gave it her all and she should have gotten that supporting supporting role Oscar. Like that's yeah. all I could see and that made me feel so bad because she did a great job but that again the other thing about all of this is it's like folks did nobody say remember how cats is just a confusing piece of art Mm -hmm. and you're gonna put it in a movie theater land with people who've never seen it this is where i become luke in this scenario because like this movie is a take this is the takiest of takes. Oh, they it's took, happening. Yeah, they took a review musical, attempted yes. to put a plot within it, and, like, tried to pepper it with some things that would ground it, like, to build out this world. They did crazy sets to make the proportions all weird, but clearly there was a lot of thought into it, and every actor in this, Jennifer Hudson very much included, gives it a thousand percent. Oh, and this movie absolutely. just crumbles if not everybody is giving it a thousand percent and that's why i think it has such a cult following because you can see that everybody is trying so hard there's one of the actors i wish i could uh i should probably google his name but it's the one that's the narrator cat mongoose strap that dude's facial acting in the background shot of every single one of those scenes is hysterical i could not take Uh. my eyes off of him that i um completely uh Agree that it's totally a take. And w- w- that's my thing about people hating on the scale. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, your cats don't stand up right. So why mm-hmm. would the scale be right? Dumb. Like, have you ever seen a cat stand? I was telling Luke, when I'm like, uh, I was like, if our cats were standing up, they're very tall cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No wonder the person who's making the scale had a hard time. They're like, okay, so cats sitting down or yes very short but cats standing up are tall and Mm -hmm. also they're human beings folks they're humans and again if you thought that that was gonna be an easy task you're lying to yourself cats standing up can be the longest thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and i think we will post we should post a photo of our cats being very long yes i mean i mean there's a there's a world i mean i know this is a stupid what if because everything's this way but you know if this movie played the right way, people would be calling it genius if it made this mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, and I, I do think everybody crushes. I think Jennifer Hudson crushes. I even thought Taylor Swift like uh, was excellent in her one song. Um, the catnip. Everybody. It was mm-hmm. dope. I, like, whatever. It made me, made me uneasy. Rebel Wilson and uh, and James Corden both made me very uneasy in it. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, they're the, like, they're the they're, weakest link, for sure. They're like... They like made me uncomfortable the whole time. Everybody else I could jive with. I really, really loved the uh, the the lead. I thought she came in and I like googled her. I'm like, oh, she's a, like she's done ballet and then she's done mm-hmm. like 
like a, a, like here and there, but this was her first like she's the lead of this feature. Good for her, and I feel really bad that it, it tanked. I hope that she gets more work because I I really did uh, dig her performance. Yeah, Doug Jason Derulo's performance. Ingenue. I dug Idris. I dug Ian McKellen. G- Dame Judi Dench. Like everybody's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. It's just like. It's just weird, man. You, it's hard yeah, to get on with. Really weird. Mercifully, mercifully an hour 50. Under two hours, <laughs> deal deal with it. And also, I don't know if I could have done it in a theater. I didn't mind watching it at home at all. Oh, I loved watching it in the theater. I, I cried twice while watching it, which was an yes! interesting thing. I did. Yes! I cried during Memory, and I cried during Mr. Mistopheles. Yes! Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, you did it. Yeah! You're so <laughs> proud of him. I'm like... What heartless wench doesn't cry mm-hmm. when Mistopheles finally gets to do the thing that he's been so afraid to do? Mm-hmm. I'm a heartless fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And and memory, it's like oh, that was great. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but again, it, it's this is. I think that this is for people who've listened to the music, understand that Cats is weird and doesn't mm-hmm. have any sentimental value. I can't say if I was a performer and mm-hmm. I performed Cats. I might feel differently because I think if you have, you're probably looking for the classic like choreography. You're looking for it to feel as classic as the musical. Mm. So that, again, it's it's the same problem that Les Mis had with a lot of people who were theater people. They hated it because it was too close. And it's like, mm-hmm. again, it has to be a take. The only reason you make a movie musical is because you want to see it differently. Are you crying? Mm-hmm. No. She seemed like really. I wasn't looking. I was looking at my phone, and then I heard like the I'm, passion. And I thought I'm you were very all, passionate about this. No, I was like. All alone. For the record, though, I was crying. Remember, I cried. Yeah. Though also, I do defend I, this movie on its on its being a take, I absolutely agree with you guys that like it would have sold way better if they had just gone to the anime if they had just gone the animated route. Just go for like, it. A thousand yeah. percent. For Here's sure. It would have been much more digestible. But I don't think digestibility was part of the motivation for this movie. It wasn't when they made the musical, I feel yeah. like. Nope, not <laughs> like, at all. I, it's just I very just... horny and about cats. People See, are going to listen to this and be like, Luke's a fucking idiot. No, but how Katie would you know? Katie and Taylor are but just that, like... <laughs> but that's my whole point. Anyone who hasn't seen this musical is literally going to like hurt their heads. But is like, it my fault? Like, for, But that's my fault because no, it's, it's only four people that saw cats, fault. right? Isn't that what they stu- wanted to do? No, because if, it, if that was the case, they wouldn't have spent all that money. They that's done the it. problem. It's like you had a niche market. And then you try to open it up, and that's why you got all those people. But those Katie, people haven't seen Cats. Who mm-hmm. made it? Was it WB? Was it who? I don't. Universal, who, I thought. Universal. But let me double okay, check. I don't know off the top of my head. I was just like Mr. curious Mr. because Mr. like, mm-hmm. oof, what a hit to the box office, and I'm just curious like uh, what studio it is because what other properties oh. do they have to cash in on to afford that? So the production companies were Working Title Films, Amblin Entertainment. Perfect World Pictures, Monumental Pictures, and the Really Useful Group, and it was distributed by Universal. Okay, distribute. Okay, got it. Got it. Oh, gotta, so gotta. all of those companies probably don't exist anymore. Nah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. I think the money's got Not it after coronavirus. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Universal, and then Universal had to push Fast and the Furious. They're having a down, down tick, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Universal make Sonic? Oh man, did they? I hope I don't so. Know. Maybe this is. I had such a good time with Sonic. Yeah, Sonic rocked. I'm ready for Sonic 2 already. Dude, I think that me they too. should like if 
if people have stuff, just release it. You have the technology. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that with like video games and stuff too. I'm like, if you have it, just give it. Like we're gonna buy it. Like I'm paramount. just like so sick Thank of it. You. It's Paramount. Like, Sonic was Paramount. Oh, okay, Paramount. My bad. I literally live by them and see the poster like on their thing like every day. I'm such an idiot. Um, but my thing is also like with Madden. I've been saying this to everybody, so I have to rant it here. Like we have the the NFL draft this week. After that's done. Release the new Madden. Don't wait till fucking August. We're chilling mm-hmm. right now. Like, like hook us up. <laughs> I think like the Avengers game that's made. It's not coming till September. Just give it to mm-hmm. us. Luke dealing with the hard hitting issues during the coronavirus. I'm, I'm not dealing with hard hitting issues. Bad Movie Brunch is not the place for hard hitting issues. Bad Movie mm-hmm. Brunch is the place for fucking first word problems, man. <laughs> well, We're sitting also- here talking about movies we watched on our Max and fucking ate good meals with and like. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're we're not the best people. We're not role models. No, not not really. Sorry about that. We, we enjoy a good a good brunch and a good bad movie. I'm really hungry. I didn't know I was going on this podcast. I've had a lot of caffeine today. I'm looking at a diet coke. <laughs> this is funny. Oh. <laughs> I again. I don't know. I feel bad. I also wonder what it was like for people to watch in Britain wow. because. Uh. Because Andrew Lloyd Webber, that's like. Did this originate in Britain or remember Broadway? Remember when you asked? Remember when you asked? Uh, I'm pretty sure maybe. Is he British? Is he Britain's favorite son? Yes. Not Prince Harry. Andrew Prince Lloyd Webber, A L Dub. Let's see. Cats, cats, cats. I'm pretty almost positive that it it originated on the West End. Is that real? But let me look. Cats. Look the originated- cats. Cats the movie. On the West End. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not gonna cut this. So. You are. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you will. No, I won't. It's my show. Yeah, well, it's it, Katie's show too. <laughs> but not yours. Yes, it won the Laure- <laughs> Lawrence Olivier Award for Best New Music. Like, let's just take that in, everyone. It ran. A producer. Oh, Trevor Nunn. Oh, sorry. Now I'm gonna get crazy. Um, it was, yeah, it opened on the West End in 1981 and then came to, uh, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- just to be clear, the, the London production ran for 21 years. Yeah. And, um, and, and the Cats on Broadway, 18 years. Again. On paper, a fucking show that runs for 21 years, you think you can throw into a goddamn movie theater and make your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm it's, it's still I'm, like I'm piping hot. I like this is an interesting case study for sure because like this both is like it it has had a lot of success. It's run for a really long time. It has a um, dedicated core fan base, from what I understand. But also, it is one of, and I apologize to anyone who really loves Cats the Musical, but it is my understanding that it's one of the big jokes of theater. Also, like simultaneously. That's what that's sort of what I've heard from my theatrical friends. Taylor, take it away. <laughs> I, I mean, I always thought that that was the case. I mean, but isn't it like sort of like isn't it a rite of passage thing? Yes. Like, don't and, you want to mm. be in it? Um, I think I think you for a dancer, you definitely would do. I mean, if I could mm-hmm. be a jellical cat, I would love to be a jellical cat. You're my jellical cat. Yeah, I'm the chosen <laughs> one. You're my jellical I mean, choice. The girl from the Pussycat Dolls, N- Nicole Schwarzmerzmerber, um, played. <laughs> Uh, the girl who pl- is sings Memory. Same thing. Really? Like, she that's was an iconic. Yeah. The iconic role of um, 
Like, that's the iconic role. People fucking sing Memory as an audition song for probably years. Years. I'm sure it was over sung by many people. But what's it's so just interesting about that is that Memory wasn't even originally supposed to be in this musical. Like, it was what? just like an extra song that he had. And he, because, you know, it doesn't introduce a cat, really. It just no. is like an emotional song. But it's it just happens to be Grizabella's song. It's not called Grizabella the Glamour Cat. It's Memory. And he was just like, I, well, I guess I'll just put this here. And it did. And thank God. I just wonder, it's like what I'd love to to um, read is the original review of Cats the Musical. Like, mm-hmm. because clearly it was a huge success. It won all of Broadway and London's, like... I, what what we need next is someone to actually come in who loves Cats the musical has been in Cats to tell to educate me in the mm-hmm. fact that it's like what made this iconic. I will say our cats seemed to enjoy it. Bug and Willoughby were watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a good time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe it spoke to them on a different language. Um, I I definitely think that Willoughby is um is the. James Corden character. Oh, then never mind. Yeah, like, uh, then I'm getting then I'm getting rid of him. Well, just for the whole like joke of the size and the, he's the cat who eats all the time. Yeah, but the listeners don't know that Willoughby's fat. The joke doesn't. Oh, it's not planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, oopsies. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Our cat's fat, but we love him. Mm-hmm. He's a Gumby cat. He's which a Gumby I presume cat. means he's a house cat. I'm pretty sure that's what Gumby means. Yeah, just a fat house cat that's lazy and gets the grub down. <laughs> I honestly didn't think any of the cats, like the name of actual cats, are real, and so mm-hmm. it all just feels fake. Like, I need to go. I need to go back to the origins. I know. I need to go talk to T. S. Eliot. Get well, get his side of the story. They do have that whole song about it, though. Is that cats have multiple names? That like they have the cats. They have the names that like people give them. They were and pretty they have, up like, their own about secret, that. Yeah, secret names. Yeah. But, like, what I really, but... Uh, Taylor, did you even watch it? I did, kind <laughs> of. I was in and out. I was, I will say I was tipsy enough to remember mm-hmm. some stuff and not the rest, which is probably why I also enjoyed it. Taylor spaced out until McCavity. She's lying. I was like, mm-hmm. McCavity, McCavity, <laughs> McCavity. That's the other thing. The songs are memorable, but <laughs> I, I think you probably said that 88 eight times in this fucking episode. That's the other thing. <laughs> That's the analysis. I do wish that thing. if they were going to go with a character arc for Victoria, who previously wasn't the point of view character in the musical, I wish they would have given her a Jellical name after they dubbed her a Jellical cat. Like, so she could have her own, like, bumble something name or, you know, gets either yes. dubbed or chooses her own name, like, truly becoming part of the tribe that is the Jellicles. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that she, she earned that. Mm-hmm. on this journey to the big talent show. And then the winner of the talent show got to go on the balloon into the sky. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the plot? It's like Grease. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's Grease. It's Grease, except for they don't fall in love. And that's, it's like, and McCavity is Danny Zuko. Oh, okay. he's, that's, he's, that's he's, a take. They're T-Birds. And, and he's taken all the, isn't, but that's the other thing. The underbelly of this whole thing I said it again, didn't I, babe? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the underbelly is McCavity straight up killing people. But he's I mean, magicking killing. them away. 
He just yeah. magics them to a barge. He was going to kill old Deuteronomy, but then, I mean, I felt like, don't get me wrong, I was really proud of Mr. Mistopheles. I teared up, but it also seemed like that song went on for long enough that she would have been dead by the time oh, that he 100%. actually was able to magic her. Mm-hmm. Yes! It didn't feel very urgent. Um, no, no, no. Of course it isn't, because they've got to sing 18 choruses. Thank you, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm I'm still happy for him. Like, good job, bro. Like, good stuff. It. But yeah, I mean, it's they tried to make because my understanding is that in the original musical McCavity wasn't the villain. He's just like one of the cats. And in this one, they had to create a plot, so they had to have McCavity have like all these magical powers, and he magics the competition away so that he's the only one left to be chosen as the Jellicle choice or drug the competition so that they can't move. That was like his whole big plan with his like right-hand woman, Taylor Swift. And, um, and he's Idris Elba, which, all right. Uh, Like, and and he's great. I love him, but they made him look so unappealing. Yeah, he was scary. Yeah, he was a very scary dude. I think think it terrified me. I'm afraid of that guy. I thought he looked I'm most afraid of the contacts that they put in him. He really always is sexy, though. Like, Mm -hmm. this may be the first time where I thought he wasn't that sexy. Also, how come he's the only one who has contacts? (laughs) Yeah. But I think that was to make him look eviler. Mm, I liked... Just like a Sith Lord. I was making Mm -hmm. it up, too, where I told Luke, I said, you know, McCavity's the devil. And he's mm. getting all these people, and and that's why she's gonna go to heaven. And mm-hmm. also, like, it's a pretty good story. Like the cat that was like <laughs> hurt and sad and all ratatatted up gets to go to heaven. Like, of course, yeah. that's the cat that should win. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that's the case, and you can't get behind that story, folks, I'm sorry, but you're a Grinch. You well, ugly cat with the perfect voice. You get to ride the balloon to heaven. Well, well, like, again, Victoria, she starts the movie off being abandoned and needing a community, and she finds that within the Jellicle Cats. Mr. Mistopheles, he is, he has stage fright, and he doesn't really know how to talk to Victoria, and he eventually saves the day, and he gets, you know, the romantic interest. So that's their arc. And then, um... But with Grizabella, my understanding is that McCavity messed her up so bad that she's, like, beyond repair. And she has this sad, like, like, like there's no coming back for her. So she needs to be reborn. And you could argue over, like, what that means and, like, in terms of how that might read to some people. But I do think within the logic of the play, it absolutely works that she's the Jellicle choice. Plus she does have, like, the song. Give us more, Mr. Mustafalis. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good, a good, dumb, fun time, which I, which I always appreciate. But yeah, uh, well then, lay some extra credits on me, guys. Um, what are we watching? We watch McMillions, that HBO <gasps> doc. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if it weren't for fucking Tiger King, mm-hmm. people would have like probably cared about McMillions. Um. And I know it came out a little bit before Tiger King, but like that's that's gonna be the only doc people remember from this year. Also, that should mm-hmm. tell you how much Netflix has power over. Like mm-hmm. well, it's a wilder story too. Yeah, but McMillions is dope. And, and McMillions it's HBO is crazy. Classy. It's classy. 
Um, it's a classy HBO picture. Yeah, we watched um, that. I enjoyed that. Oh, like um, waves. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. you've got to watch it. Um, I need someone to watch it. It was pretty wild. Um, very in- just. Oh, I, I again. I, I anything I say will spoil it, so I don't want to. Um, what about you, man? Like, I, oh fuck! I mean, I've been. I read your play, like well, <laughs> uh, for the most part. That amazing. You Katie's watch your Cassavetti's shit. shit, right? So much John Cassavetti's shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Break's gonna go on Amazon Prime. So by the time this episode's on, Break should be on Amazon Prime to stream or buy on Monday, uh, four twenty digitally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blaze it. So mm-hmm. um, definitely go check that out if you want to. I've also been working on some promo material for that to post as well. So stay stay tuned. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? I uh, Eric and I just blew through the first episodes of Mrs. America, which is currently available on Hulu. <gasps> And do you like it? Oh, I love it. We're having a great Ooh. time. We were disappointed oh, that, that they excited. only gave us the first three. Yeah. Oh, that makes and me What so is that? Excited. Is that Kate Blanchett? Yes. Oh, yes. nice. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett, and it covers a um, the, the women's rights movement and uh, Phyllis Schlafly, who was this kind of anti-feminist. And she was against like the ERA and everything, and it's it. But really, it's it's an interesting psychological character piece because her character's main thing is that she's a conservative woman who was actually really concerned about nuclear war, but she couldn't mm. get anyone to pay attention to her. So the way that she's trying to get people to pay attention to her, so she can actually talk about the ca- cause that she cares about, is anti-feminism. And interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. And, like, the you see, like, the way that her community operates and, like, the things that she has to, like, you know, come to terms with and, like, for how much she wants her family to be safe from nuclear war. And, like, she says all this horrible stuff, but at the same time, they make you understand her. And uh, at the other end, you get to, like, hang out with, like, Gloria Steinem and, like, um, you know, Ooh. and uh, Shirley Chisholm. And it's, it's really fun to see all these, like, high-powered actresses, like... Uzo, uh, Uzo Aduba, she's wonderful, as yes. is uh, Rose <gasps> Brine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me excited. That I'm sounds great, watch man. It. That sounds great. Anything mm-hmm. else? Um, I rewatched Knives Out last night with all of Ooh, my I roommates. Still, I still haven't seen it. I know it's your movie, man. And it was it was really nice to share something I love so much with all of the people that I live with. I got a big kick out of that. That's the and, best, um, like when I used to force Batman v Superman down your gullet. Yeah, but I love it. It's the best. And okay, uh, they were perfect things. Diamond absolutes. Oh, you're, yeah. the, you're the coolest, Katie. God damn it. <laughs> but well. the other main thing I've been doing is my next project is going to be about boy bands. And so <gasps> I've ingested five and a half documentaries about boy bands. And I watched the Taylor Hell Swift yes. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, so I got some oh, all that in my brain. Fuck yeah. If you want an episode, I, I remember I heard some crazy uh, inside dirt. Uh, like Joey Fatone is friends with like Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. And he's been on Tell Him Steve Dave mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. There's an episode of Tell Him Steve Dave where Joey Fatone's on. And he's telling like all these like really mad, interesting stories of like what it was like to be like famous and in sync like in the late 90s and like early 2000s. And it's just like fucking buck wild so add that to your add that to your list man like it's but they, it's they didn't crazy. pay them no no no. i i watched that one the lou perlman one it's currently available for free 
on YouTube, and you get to see how both the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were brought together by this maniacal producer called Lou Pearlman, who was just the biggest con man, and it's how he wild. cheated them out of money when they were, like, at the height of their fame. Like, they made less money the year that they were super famous than they would have working a part-time job. And it's <gasps> so crazy, because they were, like, our fucking heroes as children. Like, at least mm-hmm. for me. As, as white children, I should say. As little... <laughs> as, uh, because I was like, yeah! And I don't know if everybody else was like, thought that Nick Carter or was their mm-hmm. uh, was their hero, but I sure did. Just My sister was a Brian guy. But yeah. Friday night. BSB or NSYNC? Who oh, are you? I watched... NSYNC. Okay, so I was NSYNC too, but I watched the... the um, BSB. The Backstreet Boys one that they that, that they came out with a couple years ago, and uh, I don't want anyone to say anything bad about the Backstreet Boys ever again. It gave me so much intense respect for them and like how hard they had to work and like they actually seemed to really like each other. Like yeah, those guys rock. As yeah, people, NSYNC yeah. does not feel the same way. No, but I do love NSYNC, and No Strings Attached is still really yes. tight. What an album. Uh, what an album. I, agree. I have it on my I have it on my iPhone. So. I agree, oh, but dude, good. like No Strings Attached V fucking like versus uh Millennium mm-hmm. by BSB. I don't know, man. Tough mm-hmm. showdown. Uh I don't know. But Spice Girls any day if we're gonna go full on group bands. I guess so. I still I think I still go BSB. And Spice World the movie, <laughs> maybe you guys should do that. I still I've go never with seen BSB. It. Oh! You've never seen Spice Up Your Life? Spice World. I- I'd be I down if that's what you want to do next time, but you keep me posted. I- that's okay. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. All right, with all that being said, I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grotzinger. And I'm Taylor Shepard. You have a Yay. good one, folks. <laughs>